2024 might be the best year for Star Wars since Disney bought them. But why and what's coming our way? Also, what would our dream Star Wars movie be and how would that impact the galaxy far, far away? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. 2023 was a solid year for Star Wars, I would say. We got Star Wars Celebration, we got The Bad Batch, we got Mandalorian Season 3, and we got Ahsoka. But 2024 is looking to be even more impressive when it comes to the kinds of Star Wars TV shows we're getting. As just a little look back to 2023, how did you feel about Star Wars in 2023? I feel like it came in fits and spurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of felt like when you got it, it was like, I need more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was good. I think what we got was good. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Bad Batch was incredible. Yeah. I loved that. I do think they spaced it out very poorly, and I hope they don't do that again. Because having, like, they matched up, like, at the end of the Bad Batch and at the beginning of Mandalorian Season 3, and I think that was just too much Star Wars. Yeah. Even if I wasn't a content creator around Star Wars, I would be overwhelmed to have two Star Wars shows to watch on the same day. Yeah. Like, that's just too much. That's true. Like, why? If you're going to do that, like, if you're going to have two shows close to each other, why wouldn't you give them the breathing room? Yeah, there might be two different audiences, but honestly, like, at this point, they aren't. Yeah. Same people that are going to watch Mandalorian are more than likely also going to watch The Bad Batch. Uh, I might disagree with that. Yeah? Yeah, I think, because there's a lot of new fans coming mm -hmm. in to see Mandalorian. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're going to be hardcore enough to want to watch animation yeah well i should flip that those yeah. who watch the bad batch yeah, are more yeah, than yeah. likely also going to watch the mandalorian okay that makes more sense yeah yeah and i know like personally i was enjoying the bad batch more than i was enjoying the mandalorian episodes mm. but those i felt like we had to watch the mandalorian ones mm. first mm. just oh, to cover them on the podcast yeah. and make videos yeah even though i personally was enjoying the story of the bad batch way more than mandalorian mm -hmm. season three Agreed. Agreed. So we look at that. We look at the kind of flow of things. I think they maybe learned some, hopefully they learned some things. Ahsoka comes out. Ahsoka, I think, was like, it was a really good Star Wars show that just went back to the basics. Yeah, it didn't have a whole lot of meat there, but I feel like it, it was a good reset and a good starting point. And then looking to 2024, these are the five shows that we're going to be getting. Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, Andor Season 2, Bad Batch Season 3, and Tales of the Jedi Season 2. First of all, five. Five. Five shows. Five shows. Holy moly. Yes. And I organized those by the ones most likely to release by live action and animation. Hmm. I think we're going to get the Skeleton Crew and the Bad Batch Season 3 around the same time. Hmm. I think The Acolyte might be a pre or during summer show or maybe post summer show and or season two is going to be late in the year i mm -hmm. think it's going to be aiming towards like november december if i'm being honest yeah and bad batch season three like i said it's probably going to be close to skeleton crew and then tells of the jedi more than likely is going to go close to the acolyte i would say mm -hmm. they do tend to do that is clump mm -hmm. the animated with the um Live action. It's almost like the appetizer to live action. Yeah. It's a kind of a strange trend that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's, it makes it feel like Star Wars coming at you like with a fire hose. Like yeah. it just feels ah! like it's like all at once. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is some benefit to having them batched like that. The benefit is that you have you don't have the feeling like Star Wars is coming out all the time. Mm. I think Star Wars definitely benefits from some lacking. Star Wars fans are used to massive gaps in between projects. If you look at the original trilogy, they had pretty big swaths of time in between each of those movies. And then there was a long batch of time in between the trilogies so i feel like us as star wars fans we're used to that gap and we benefit from that hype that's generated from that gap so yes i think it would be better if they kind of had oh live action animated live action animated live action i think it's going to be close to that flow but i think we unfortunately i think we may see them not learn from let's batch them together yeah uh, I wonder why. I wonder why they wouldn't learn from that, unless unless it was just really good for them. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the animated Star Wars content has a little bit longer of a shelf life than the live mm-hmm. action stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like more frequently, especially with like animated stuff, Clone Wars. People still watch the Clone Wars. People still go back and rewatch the Clone Wars. I feel like that is definitely something that animation benefits from especially going towards the younger audiences young younger audiences tend to rewatch things more yeah than older audiences so maybe that's why they they realize that yeah you may not keep up to date on each of each week of this but we will definitely get those viewers later but the thing with streaming services that most people don't realize is yes the numbers are nice but they don't necessarily make money on the amount of people that are watching a single show they make money by signups and signups are earned by people talking about the show Mm, yeah so i don't understand if your goal is to get people talking about something why you would release two shows at once for similar audiences yeah yeah it's a great question it's a great question unless they're just putting all their chips in on the live action stuff because they know that everyone who thinks they like star wars thinks they do uh is gonna watch at least the live action yeah definitely definitely the large the larger of the audiences is definitely the live action which is why we ended up talking about the live action stuff more so than the bad batch stuff um at least to begin with mm-hmm. uh we usually would make a video later on in the week about the bad batch stuff but we'd get the the first discussion around you know mandalorian yeah um but looking at this list here we've got five star wars projects and this is no movies uh, and i think they're trying to get all of their tv shows out to get even more hype for the eventual movie mm-hmm. i mean i mean I, th- I think it's what 2026 is what we'll see for a new star wars movie 2025 mm-hmm. is star wars celebration in japan yep I think 2024 is going to be a lot of hype up for what the movie is going to be. It's going to be about seven years by the time that the new movie comes out. And it's going to be... People are hyped. Yeah. And I think they're going to try to experiment with a lot of different things with this. Like, can we get away with releasing five TV shows in the same universe, in Star Wars, in different time periods? Mm -hmm. Because if we look at this, Bad Batch is getting closer to the original trilogy time period but it's still on the clone Wars side of things or 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 the revenge of the sith time period side of things after order 66 if you look at skeleton crew it's uh supposed to be set around the same time period as ahsoka it was rumored to already have been released i think they were originally aiming for a november december Oh, fascinating. Because it was originally announced for 2023. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm more than likely we're not getting it. 
actually I would I would I would bet money that we aren't getting it in 2023. No, absolutely not. But skeleton crew around the Mandoverse time period, Acolyte is in the High Republic era, so mm-hmm. around 200 years before the Phantom Menace, uh, Andor original trilogy time period it's going yep. to lead directly up to the five days before rogue one so we know exactly what time period it's going yep. to be <laughs> and tells of the jedi typically go around telling stories around the jedi so that'll be around the prequel time period yeah more than likely more than likely do you think this is going to confuse people like to have so many i feel like i'm already going to be confused you think I'm gonna so? be like wait okay and like, i every single time Already with the movies, I still have to be like, okay, but where are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the story of you watching Rogue One <laughs> I, uh, and you thinking that Ray is Jin Erso. Uh, no, I just thought <laughs> it was a continuation of the that story. Yeah. And then I Darth did. Vader showed up, and you're like, wait, like, hang what? on, we're bringing him back. Oh mm. my gosh. Yeah, but you're definitely more of a casual fan back then. Yeah. Um, I don't wonder. I think this is going to be the good test of like mm-hmm. how much Star Wars can they actually release? Can yeah. they get away with five projects? Can they do yeah. this and not lose people? I think this is ultimately like, I think this is going to be the test for them. I think it's going to be good. I think, well, I don't know. I think they, they're spread out enough and they'll have at least enough of a visual difference mm-hmm. that people will understand. Yeah. And also the the shows that we're getting are all standalone. Mm-hmm. It's not like the like Skeleton Crew. Well, technically, I think it's going to be based around the same time period as Ahsoka. I don't know if we're going to get a whole lot of crossovers. I don't think we're going to have a Book of Boba Fett Mando season three experience with yeah. any of these. Mm-hmm. Andor season two is clearly Andor season two. Like yeah. it, it, it's not going to be confused with tying into. Ahsoka or the Mandalorian because the first season didn't tie into those movies or those TV shows and the Acolyte I think is going to be so clearly separate from all of this stuff visually so. tonally it's going to be based around a Sith or dark side user and it's going to have more Jedi than we've seen in any other Star Wars project yep so I think it is going to be clearly differentiated and then Tells of the Jedi is just Tells of the Jedi, small little vignette stuff. Honestly, I think, or I hope they would actually change Tells of the Jedi to just be around one character for the whole season mm-hmm. instead of jumping in between the two. Yeah. Um, and then Bad Batch season three is going to be an emotional roller coaster. It's going to make us cry, but for it's going to sure. tie into the end of the Bad Batch. Uh, I'm not ready. Uh-huh. I'm not prepared. I cried during season two. Yeah. Oh rough mm-hmm. but good really yeah, good it's great i i'm curious what the average fan of star wars is going to say about this mm-hmm. lineup like when we get it are they going to be like okay but where's mandalorian like is that what huh. the reaction going to be is it going to be like cool but i feel like i'm missing something um i it makes me a little worried that skeleton crew is based in the mandoverse timing and all that it's like because that 
could lead to things and maybe that's the way that they try to keep everything mm-hmm. kind of like no we're still working on behind the scenes like don't worry it's coming like yeah. is that how they're gonna keep trying us in I don't know I think the more I think about the skeleton crew now that it's not coming out very soon after Ahsoka mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a story set around the same time period mm-hmm. and only fans of the show are going to realize or fans of Star Wars and are going to go to Wikipedia or they're going to go a little bit deeper are going to know that it's set around the same time period. Hmm. I'd be surprised if they don't make nods to Mandalorian or Ahsoka or both. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised. You think so? Yeah, because everything else they're coming out with, yeah, it seems like it won't touch it at all. Yeah, but at the same time, it's based around kids. Like, What are kids going to know about the Mandalorians and politics happening? I don't know. Because as as a refresher for everybody on the skeleton crew, because I think it's very, it's not quite as anonymous as like the Acolyte is. Like we're trying to find as many details as we could before we recorded about the Acolyte. And it's like, there's not a whole lot. Like we know there's going to be lots of Jedi and it's going to be dark side focused and it's going to be inspired by like samurai movies and have some incredible combat we know the people involved with it, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. We know a little bit more about Skeleton Crew just because it was supposed to come out this year. And that is, this is supposed to be inspired by Amblin Entertainment type things. Think of the Goonies or these these things or these movies that inspired Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be in that vein of Star Wars or vein of movie. And it's going to follow several school-age kids as they get trapped aboard a ship. And they go into another galaxy or a lost space somehow. And they stumble upon this guy, who's played by Jude Law, who's a Jedi. And maybe one of them is Force-sensitive. We're not entirely sure, but there's going to be multiple viewpoints. I saw the trailer for this at Star Wars Celebration, and it looked great. Yeah. It looked very much like, yeah, here's a contained story. We know the story we're going to tell, and it's inspired by 80s movies. Mm. And the kids seemed like great actors, so Mm. I'm excited about it. I think it's the most, other than Andor Season 2, the most interesting one. Actually... I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll, like, all of these act, sound really fascinating. Yeah, all of the like this is this is the best year for Star Wars. I think we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Acolyte, I'm interested in. Skeleton mm-hmm. Crew, I'm interested. Andor season two, <laughs> I'm freaking so ready for. Yeah. And Bad Batch season three, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. just get ready for emotional roller coasters oh, of Star Wars stories. And I feel like tw- well, 2023 was like the casual fan Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is like, we're getting into the real filmmaker Star Wars. Yeah. It almost feels like we're getting three Lokis. Yeah. It's kind of like what uh-huh. the MCU is doing, but they have like the Loki yeah. show. And previously we got like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Moon Knight and She-Hulk was kind of like the vibe that we got for this year almost. Yeah. Where it's like, okay. Yeah. Nice. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like, yeah, okay. It just feels like a long movie. And I feel like Ahsoka mm-hmm. was closer to that. Mm-hmm. And the Mando season three was more like She-Hulk of like, what's going on? <laughs> and then yeah. Bad Batch season two was Moon Knight where it had like 
Okay. Like, oh. Interesting. This, is, this could be interesting. Yeah. They did the classic, like, animated Star Wars thing where they'd have, like, really deep, interesting storytelling, and they'd be like, okay, now we're on the beach or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I feel like if, if we're doing that, now it's time for Loki season one and season two and some, like, really interesting takes on an established franchise. For sure. But speaking about movies, speaking about all these things in the Star Wars universe, I did want to talk about today... What our dream Star Wars movie would be. As we've gotten deeper, we've gotten past the writer's strike and the actor's strike, there's been lots of discussions around canceled Star Wars projects, future Star Wars projects, hypothetical Star Wars projects, and I want to get into some details on like, what would it look like for our favorite Star Wars project? What would our dream Star Wars be? I honestly have a really hard time with this question. Because I've been really enjoying the shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get a lot more. It's been so long since we've gotten a movie it's that I've true. almost forgotten what I a know, Star Wars like, movie what, is. What does Star Wars even feel like? <laughs> is this Star Wars? <gasps> yeah. At this point, Star Wars just feels so limitless. Mm-hmm. Like we could literally go anywhere. Just throw a Jedi in it. And it's Star Wars. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels that way. Maybe I would like to get the actual Obi Wan movie (laughs) (laughs) your dream star wars movie Uh, is a real obi-wan movie yeah with some with a nice character arc Mm -hmm. and yeah and maybe a little less more uh, obi-wan more obi-wan more the more the psychological obi-wan yeah thing going on Mm -hmm. maybe him not leaving tatooine like what if we just like if it was tatooine or if it was obi-wan on tatooine year two or three Mm -hmm. almost yeah yeah, like an earlier version of Obi-Wan still struggling with... Or maybe year four, because he was on there for, what is it, 10, 15, maybe yeah, 20 years, something like that? kid's lifetime, yeah. so yeah, he was on there for a while. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're just getting that process up till he's like, I don't know, I don't know. Honestly, with like my, my hopes and dreams for what... Uh, before, this is obviously before Obi-Wan came out. What I was honestly hoping for was almost like a semi-space western style movie with Obi-Wan mm. and him and interacting with like this crime syndicate there. Mm-hmm. Like how can he make this area as safe as possible for Luke? Yeah. Maybe that's working with the crime syndicate. Maybe that's helping them stay away from that. Maybe it's, I don't know, like something along those lines I think could have been very interesting mm-hmm. to give him less so on his past and look on what he needs to do now to give Luke a future. I mean, given Boba Fett, mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by Sand People now. Yeah, and like I need to know why they fear him so much because mm-hmm. when we see him the first time, yeah, and A New Hope, where he's like makes that creepy sound and they all scatter. Uh-huh. It's like, but why? You know, like he's just one old man. Come yeah. on, there, there could definitely be a story there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I needed more. Yeah, <laughs> I needed the real story. Uh, yeah, that's that's one one maybe possible mm-hmm. 
dream movie I would like to see out of Star yeah. Wars. Honestly, so f- for me, I would like to see more of a return to the the style and heart of the original trilogy. Taika Waititi has been on a news rampage recently, like saying all kinds of crazy stuff in interviews and just going off the walls like a crazy train, really. Uh, one of the things, though, he said was, one, uh, my Star Wars movie is going to piss people off. And then Ooh. two, the second thing he said is he wants to make his movie reminiscent of the joys of the original trilogy. Mm. So, for me personally, what I love most, my favorite Star Wars movie is A New Hope, and I love that little bit of a smaller, tighter Star Wars story. I like the galaxy a little bit smaller, and I like this experience of like, yeah, we don't know who Luke is when we begin the story, and we eventually root for him on what it eventually impacts the whole galaxy. But I think we could take a step back even more and be more Andor-like, where we have this character. It could be an original character. It could be a new uh, character that we we know of from the past Star Wars things. It could just be, oh, we popped this person from Legends, and now we're doing a story with them. But honestly, I want more of... Let's get into the details. Let's get into the impact of Star Wars on more of the average person in the galaxy. Less so on like, oh, hey, this is Star Wars and Ahsoka knows Mandalorian and Ahsoka knows Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka does all this stuff. Like, I don't want that in Star Wars. Mm. Personally, I'm fine with it in Ahsoka. I'm fine with it in the Mandoverse because that's what we've come to know of. But for me, I don't want a Star Wars movie that is like, hey, look, it's that guy or hey, look, it's that guy. I don't want to become the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of like, oh, look, here I am. Here I come. Oh, here I come. Oh. Yeah. I want, let's just give me a good story. I want more of Rogue One style. I want more of the Solo style. I want something tighter knit, something more focused, and tells a good story. Mm -hmm. Like, that's honestly what I want. Does a little bit more with it and the characters and the galaxy. And maybe goes more Western than sci-fi. Like, I feel like we've gotten more and more sci-fi focused than any other thing in Star Wars right now. I would agree. And I think Star Wars benefits most when it goes into the Western fantasy side Mm -hmm. that's in a science fiction world. Hmm. Fascinating. What kind of story do you think needs to be told in Star Wars? I would love a straight up Western in Star Wars, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Or... Uh, get, a get samurai boy, style movie. Get your boy Cobb Vanth back in here. I would watch <laughs> and Cobb love a Cobb Vanth movie. <laughs> That'd be fantastic, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. So or someone of that style. Mm-hmm. Like, take that idea mm-hmm. or just do something different. Like, yeah. that's honestly what I want is a little bit more of the excitement of Star Wars, something that's a little bit more interesting and um, introspective that's set. I personally would love to see more of like the underground of Coruscant. Mm. I think something based yeah. around that would be incredible and tell the stories of someone that was directly impacted by the Order 66 would be so fascinating and go a little bit darker. I don't want an R-rated Star Wars movie. I just want something that has a little bit more grit and texture to it Mm -hmm. and has a little bit more growth for the character than we've seen in a lot of Star Wars projects. And I feel like we got a little more clean. So we we went Mm -hmm. super clean with the prequels. We went nice, gritty, and dirty for the original trilogy. 
And then we got a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that makes a whole lot of sense. Mm. Yes, it makes sense for the First Order to be clean and fancy like the Empire was before them. But I think the texture and the grit is there because it needs to be there more. Because, I mean, the New Republic, yes, they're using a lot of old Empire stuff or they're trying to dismantle it. A lot of their fleet is still remnants of the age before. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like... On that note, I think something based around the New Republic could be interesting, too. That's true. Get a Mon Mothma. Oh, dude, I would <laughs> I would kill for a Mon Mothma movie. That, that would be, be so amazing. Good. A very, it, yeah, it would be really interesting to see a very political. Mm-hmm. What does, like, the crown look like in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines or like something where, yeah, like political Mm -hmm. drama, intrigue, backstabbing. Like I had more excitement in the meeting room in Andor than a lot of other Star Wars projects fight scenes. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, let's go. And I think something like that would be so good to see in a movie. And movie makes it a little bit more condensed. It tells more of a story. It could be hey, how do we stop, maybe it's Mon Mothma around finding rumors of Starkiller. Like, what is their response? Or maybe it's after Starkiller base destroys those five planets. Like, what does that look like for these these people and the impacts on the galaxy at that point, the New Republic? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, just the New Republic in general. Like, just... Mm -hmm. You could even start with, like, the beginning of, like, what's this mess that you're cleaning up? Hoi! It, that'd be fascinating. And just all the people that you couldn't trust. Yeah. Because you don't know. And then clearly there's like things in the background where we're brainwashing some people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Or many what? people are still pro-empire. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Yeah. What kind of propaganda do you have to feed them? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. oh, where's all the gray lines that you have to end up crossing that you never thought you would? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. think it would be so interesting for something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let us know your thoughts and theories on, one, what are your hopes for for all of the content that's coming in 2024, five different kinds of TV shows, and let us know your ideas for a dream Star Wars movie. would love to hear that in the comments below. As always, you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts, and thank you for listening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>